forgot to do that. Okay. Whoa. Oh. I can change the pants, but I can't do anything about this shirt. I'm going to guess I can handle Fantastic on, <laughs> on Fishing Planet. Got your video going? Yes. Excellent. I'm recording, and the the uh, anticipation is palpable. This is a much better idea. <laughs> this is not going to be a problem. No, this is not going to be a problem. It's letting me use the controller, but it's not telling me how the controller works, which is fine. Approach the shoreline. Oh, yeah. About to go MLG fishing right now. It's so, it's so wild to me that this is a thing, but I honestly am really excited to catch a fish. I know. I guess we have to figure out how to find each other at some point. Is it like that? I I thought it was. I don't know. Maybe I made that up. Maybe I got too excited. So I guess you're probably in the same lush green woodland area. Yeah. Checking out. Oh, I got a, I got a bluegill. Well, you caught something? Yeah, I just did. did a little tiny bluegill. Nice. Yeah, top of the leaderboard. Headshot. <laughs> MOG fishing planet. Did you see the uh, trailer for this game on Steam? No. Oh my gosh! It's so, it. so so amazing. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. You're just going to see it one day and be like, oh, yeah, this was incredible. I didn't know if we might stick with uh, Brawlhalla for this episode, so I didn't I didn't read up on it. I'm very interested in the history. Um, who plays this game? Not for ironic enjoyment. Not for ironic enjoyment. I like that. This is fun. Well, hey, we're doing a podcast at the same time. We're doing a podcast. How you doing? Not bad, man. Not bad at all. Excited to continue our conversation. What were we talking about last time? Was it the the um, business practices of games? Yes, we were talking about uh, financing for indie studios, business models for monetizing games, everything in that sort of um, that side of the business. Um, I tell you, what's more on my mind this week is. Uh, as you know, I've been doing a big project for a client. Their their demo um, was due yesterday. I'm happy to say I did make that deadline. Fantastic. Um, the interesting thing about client work, and not a lot of indie studios necessarily have to worry about this unless it's for a publisher, but this, was, this client I found through a freelancing site, and 
communication was strange because I was speaking at all times with like the actual client's sister or a relative. All I don't right. know either of their names. I don't know why they want this, this game made. It's a, a sim game. And I just sort of did what they wanted done. And I'll, I'll be honest, like client interaction sort of breaks down into just very broad, like good interaction, bad interaction buckets. And I was so proud of this thing that I got done. And I figured out how to do some very cool stuff with unity and I sent it over to them. They seemed very excited before I sent it. And then after I sent it, yeah, I didn't hear from them for like a day. And then the reaction was like exactly a zero on the scale of like one to 10. It was, I would say it's like a five. It was like nothing negative, nothing positive. It was like, okay, we need small changes made. They are, they are as follows. Um, you know, we approve of this thing that you did and we will get back to you with whatever. And that, that was actually worse than if they had gotten back to me like, you know what? This sucks. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel bad. Like my wife came home. I was in a terrible mood because <laughs> I had just read the email. Uh, you know, what's going on? Like, well, I worked real hard on this part and I, I went way above and beyond on this map that I drew of like, it, it required me to do a very technical hand-drawn map of the Los Angeles area. And so I referenced like, two or three real maps, just painstaking details with this thing. All like, it looks like I just made a big glob of lines where roads were. Those are all the real roads in the LA area <laughs> from like an aerial view. And they were like, uh, no, we need this to be Google maps. I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? You want this to be Google maps. <laughs> so I am probably going to get out of the client work and go back to, uh, like we have a very exciting project we want to tackle. Yes. Um, more stuff I'd like to do for my son when the time comes. I just, I, I'm not, I'm not made for client work. I don't think just a, a different world, huh? Yeah. It's a bad world. I don't think anybody, I think people would say it's a good world, but only if they want to make, you know, their clients happy. I, I don't think anyone being honest is going to be like, I enjoy doing artistic things for other people. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> and you know, that's an excellent point. I don't think sometimes the development of games, is viewed in that in that sense as artistic, but it is. Oh yeah, yeah. I need to figure out how to turn this sound down. <laughs> I have still not caught a fish. Oh really? Yeah. I won't tell you how many I've caught then. I, am I doing something wrong? You cast it in the water, right? And then wait. And you pretty much wait, yeah. That's well, like real fishing. Like one person's screwed, and the other person cannot stop fish from jumping into his boat. <laughs> this is it's bit... ten out of ten realness. <laughs> right. Would buy. I am upgrading my equipment. Not really. It's telling me what to press, and it's doing it for me. Oh, man. I just unlocked a new map. Nice. <laughs> now, this is walking through the player through everything. Like, I mean, letter for letter. And that's because a different type of player probably plays this game a little more.
Oh my god, this has gotten very complicated already. Okay. I was just standing in the wrong spot, I think. Yeah. It says I'm going for bigger fish now. I don't know what that means exactly. Maybe it's silly. I thought this was actually some form of like multiplayer game. <laughs> and I was like, I don't I don't know how this works, but that's incredible. Yeah, I'm not sure if it is multiplayer. I just leveled up. I can't tell yet if I'm going to start playing this all the time or never again. Yes, I know. It's tough. Time to go catch <laughs> inventory change. Oh, bigger fish, you say, huh? <laughs> oh, my gosh. This just got, you're right, really complicated. Yeah, it's not as bad as, as it looks. You'll get it in a minute. Oh yes, I keep forgetting we're uh, we're doing a podcast. <laughs> I'm I'm so like enthralled yeah. in the fishing game. Turn left. Oh, I see, buddy. I see. You know exactly where you're at. So, what do we think about this artistic expression? I kind of like this. I mean, like you said, I'm not a hundred percent sure if I want to continue <laughs> to play it forever or. Not at all. <laughs> but, you know, I'm so glad this exists. That's yeah. what I can say about that. Yeah, it's cool, man. It looks good. For what it is, it plays nice. Yeah. I mean, it's finished. That's a, an amazing thing. <laughs> it, it's such a rarity. Oh, man, checking the weather. Licenses, good Lord. <laughs> cool i like it so this is another free to to play game i wonder i wonder what they're doing to generate income i wonder what kind of customization options they got i have seen something to the effect that there's like a premium dude i can see other players oh you can yeah i got a tab out of this and turn my mic down after all okay yeah dude I'm gonna go 360 no scope somebody what? <laughs> it's showing what people are catching like the like the call of duty feed you know I love this. So I'm not really catching anything here, but uh, we'll find out what I'm doing with these uh, worms. Oh, strike. Get in. Get him. Get him. Get him. Get him. 
Hey, let's keep that one. <laughs> Ooh, and got a reel. One got away. So yeah, once you get through, I guess that part, we should be able to go find each other and go fishing. I didn't read any of the stuff. <laughs> That's fine. Okay, so which which uh, which lakes, I guess, do you have available? Uh oh, crap. Let me see if I can find that information. Can't open menu when rod is cast. Life lesson. I, I only have the Lone Star Lake. I am at Lone Star Lake. Okay, so if I... Theoretically, if I go here, you're here also? Let me start a new friends only room. Oh, you can start lobbies. Okay. I guess. Leaderboard. Oh, okay, so gold. That's what it is, huh? Yeah. I can see your name. I can't do much about it. Oh, let me try to back out of this. How do you leave the... Oh, there you go. Hmm. I can click on you, but I cannot join you. What about now? It says chat, send gift, or unfriend. Don't do any of those. <laughs> Forced to fish with strangers. Join. Oh, hold on a minute. Are you. Here you go. Okay. I had to go travel to the place and then on the menu there. Am I with you? Let's see here. Yeah, there he is. It is on. Where are you? I'm looking. I don't oh. know where either one of us are. Can you get this chat box closed? Uh, it'd be nice. 
<laughs> it's going to be the worst podcast and the best YouTube video oh, of no. all time. <laughs> yeah. The sounds are so relaxing. It's really, really, really... There you are. Oh, you you snuck up on me. You could have got a melee kill. Oh, is that your blue name over there? Oh, God, you're so far away. Yeah. Oh, I can sprint. Why is there a sprint button in this game? Yes, I know, right? <laughs> this is glorious. I should Facebook Live this action. There you the are. Old, the old NVIDIA card. Oh, okay, let's catch some fish, man. Let's talk about games and... Uh... How we how how we do we feel about loot boxes? Oh man, in in this game, like I guess they'd call them tackle boxes. I think that'd be pretty cool, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing a lot of bait here already. It's interesting. I like it. I like it a lot. Okay, so now that I know what to pay attention to, I think I got. I think I can handle this, swing this a little bit better. Now, um, I saw a pretty interesting interview that really piqued a lot of. Um, I don't know what to say. Just a lot of curiosity. Um. So, frankly, more questions in some ways, and. And that was, and I'll quit teasing it here, is that <laughs> one of the uh, members of the development team for Battlefront 2, not a person from EA, so not the publisher, but um, who, who, do you remember the dev team? I don't remember their name. Uh, no. <laughs> I wish, I feel like I should know, we should both know that. I feel like we should know that. But um, You don't mean dice, do you? Is that who? I don't know. I sure don't. So, anyways, sorry for that. But um, no, that's fine. Yeah, but um, that guy was on there with a YouTuber that I like, and he was asking some very pointed questions about the loot boxes and the chances of somebody just dumping a hundred dollars into it, and then then it becomes pay to win, and these different um, dynamics when you bring that kind of a thing in, like. When loot boxes are tied to progression, mm -hmm. and I mean, I I knew this, but at the same time, hearing it made me think of it in a different way. Like hearing a developer talk about it made me think of it in a different way, and. I kind of hate it. <laughs> I mean, I really do. I understand why they do it. And, I mean, it's not utterly game-breaking. He's right. It's not. But in the same breath, your progression in your game is tied to what is... A s Wait a minute. What a don't take this fish to avoid a... Oh, interesting. Um... Your progression is essentially tied to, like, a slot machine, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, some, there's some gross practices, but uh, 
I don't know. It's like there there is a way to do it right. And uh, man, it, it it's been done wrong so many times. It's it's hard to have any faith, you know. Yes, yes, I understand what you mean. Where did this all start? I, I I was trying to think of that the other day after I watched this video. Like, where did all of this start? What initiated the loot boxes and the loot box craze? And I can't really pinpoint it. It must have been a Call of Duty game I missed. Um, loot boxes as early as I can remember. Uh, I don't remember how early you could do it in like Counter-Strike. It seems like there's been a long, rich history there. Oh, I just broke my that's line. A, that's a good... You just broke your line. <laughs> yeah. Wow, it's a thing you can do. Okay. Yeah. Um that you know that's an interesting that's an interesting point you brought up. I didn't think about Counter-Strike because people make like decent money off of that, don't they? Some people do actually, yeah, which I didn't know until recently. Yeah. And it's like, whoa. You know, it's it's game, it's 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 not even real. It's <laughs> Yeah, um, boy, I'm having a hell of a time trying to assemble a new rod. Wow, but uh, this is deep. Call, <laughs> Call of Duty, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, Call of Duty has made a lot more money on stuff like bacon skins for your gun, and. <laughs> uh, you know, they, they go hard on the full-on DLC, which people tend to respond to pretty well. So they don't really have to rely as much on um, loot boxes and random sacks of shit, you know. But I, I think I think there's too much of it already. Like, there's so much little nitpicky stuff you can buy in these games. It's like, it's overwhelming. They're, like, gone are the days of ever having all of the content in a game or anything like that like the completionist is just screwed now even if you decided you wanted to buy it all it it would just be too overwhelming and it comes out constantly it's on this endless cycle until the game is no longer supported at all yeah so it it, it, you're right and and it makes me really upset that you know my kids are probably not going to get a complete game we used to get complete games. It was like they weren't sold in any other way. It was every, we all had the same characters. We all had the same cosmetics. We all had access to the same thing, and it was fun. Um, and I like it, you know. And sometimes you hear them; they want you to have a unique gaming experience and everything like that. But I don't know. I mean, you just kind of want to. Just, I don't know. It's just so weird. It, it's it's like it's like are we. Are we buying games? Or are we getting Sam's Club memberships? Where we have to pay? <laughs> we have to pay to get access to a giant marketplace. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I paid sixty dollars sometimes to just get access to a marketplace. Uh, that's that's not unfair. I, I would say it's you know pay pay once and play till you're done would be a, a nice return to form. You know? It would. It would. And, I mean, what is it? Is is it because they can? Is it because they need to? And, 
I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? I really don't know. I, we could sit here and act like we know, but we really won't know until the day that, you know, one of us gets there, That which is, I don't know, but... <laughs> uh, or, you know, or we just meet someone in there and start asking some questions, but it's hard for me to really want to swallow the pill that they need to do this. Um... I, I think that's that's right. The problem is once a studio or a publisher more often gets a taste of that, uh, they look at it as sort of being foolish to, to put it down. And so suddenly games that didn't really need this sort of thing, it's like the publishers or the whoever investor stakeholder goes, well, you could have, you know, microtransactions in there too, right? Well, yeah, we could, but well, put them in. I'm not paying you to, you know, give away this stuff for free. And now, mm. you know, everything, including there was a, a, a ton of complaint about uh, Shadow of War, the Shadow of Mordor sequel. They're like, oh, this has like a loot box system and all this crap, and you shouldn't do it, and all this whatever. But people are probably already doing it. It's just people cannot help themselves. So it's partially on us. Yeah. So. You know, if it if it wasn't making money, they wouldn't be trying it. Right, and that's kind of what kind of what upsets me. It's in 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 one of the one of the reasons it really starts to bug me is because something I think uh, when I listen to older gamers on YouTube complaining about the gaming community and complaining about games and everything like that, I think that what they need to remember is. A lot of the people that I knew that played games don't play games anymore, honestly. And so there is a, some of the true gamers that I know, uh, naturally us being among them. But um, the a lot of who is consuming the product, the new Call of Duty, the Battlefront games and everything like that, they are teenagers. And when you introduce this impulsive... Um, lottery-like aspect to your game, and then you think about who's the main consumer of the product is kids with you know well, frankly, underdeveloped brains, and <laughs> yeah, and then you add this gambling aspect to it, and then it's tied to the progression of your player. It's it starts to it starts to seem pretty uh, dark. Yeah, that's Very probably quickly. <laughs> yeah, once you really start to think about it, it starts to get depressing. Yes, and that's a big issue I have. I mean, can you blame them though? In the same breath, it's just it's a tough thing. It's like, well, you know, the they the kids are going to be there and they're going to do what they're going to do, and if they're going to do it, you know. Let's let's get a piece of that so I can I can see a perspective. But then I just I don't know. Once <laughs> there you are. <laughs> once 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 I just once I start reminiscing of, of what it was before and it's just like, man, no, this just isn't right. I can't I can't. I want I want the gaming world, I want the gamers now to to get that whole product and I sound like such an old man and an old codger when I talk like this already 
but I want them to get the whole product. I want them to, I want them to understand that feeling of the of the full game and not waiting for the DLC and like, you know, we'd have timely expansions. Um, you know, the way Blizzard did original Warcraft. And Yeah. And it wasn't like, hey, buy the season pass or it's going to be $40 for every expansion. And it right. was just like, no, we didn't even know a lot of times the expansion would come out. I would just be randomly walking in Best Buy and go, oh, man, a Warcraft expansion. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's actually a good point, yeah. And it was or, um, awesome. Like when you would go to Walmart and see like, oh, EA put together like these really popular five or six games for 10 bucks. And, you know, it's on the, the clearance side of the old video game aisle the way they used to have it. Yeah. Uh, uh, better times. Yeah, now now we're old men. Yeah. And you miss that. You miss and you miss picking a game out just for the box and Yes. Uh, but I guess it still kind of exists. And this is going down a different rabbit hole than really I wanted to even consider talking about, but yeah, man, I just want that I want that classic um experience, but uh, you know what? Oh well, it's gone. So what are we going to have to deal with and 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 how do we want to do this? And I think that it comes to be like if enough of us don't like it, then we speak out about it and we also try not to support it in situations where it just doesn't work. So if I buy a Battlefront 2, which is a consideration I have, then I don't like the way the, the loot system seems to be done in there, then I'm going to refrain from contributing. Now, the loot system in the Free Prey game, Brawlhalla, I have contributed mm-hmm. to because the way it's done is great. You know, free to play, but the way it's done is, hey, it's almost like give us what you think this experience is worth. And I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, boy, it, it sure is an approachable game. Like, you can just jump in and start playing and have fun with it. Um, ooh, I can examine this fish. Look, I can show it to you. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's incredible. But um, <clears throat> the, the thing about all this is I, I like when a studio at least makes some sort of claim to the effect of we're trying to do this the right way. Um, the, the things you're describing that you're so tired of, that's that's just sort of unapologetic, like big business at its worst, um, especially as they <laughs> try to just sell endless streams of tiny transactions to kids who have no sense of like, Hey, this is starting to add up. This is going to get me in trouble. Um, yeah, my parents can't afford to send me to college because they didn't realize I was doing this. It's like, where does it stop? Yeah. Yes. You know, and as you're saying that again, and I, and I said, you know, maybe, maybe I could see the other side of the aisle on that. I don't know. Never mind. Listening to you explain it. (laughs) It's just like, nah, there's nothing. I don't think there's any sliver of okay about that situation. It's just so bad. You know, it's it's, well, it's it's different if it's like Overwatch, where it's just purely cosmetic. And that still kind of hooks you, you know? But yeah. it's not directly tied to the progression of your character. And so the, the qualm, the, the charge against... Um, 
uh, Battlefront 2 is that it, you can get unique weapon and ship cards from them. And mm-hmm. so people are all of a sudden going, wait a minute. You're going to have a flood of kids with daddy's credit card come in and be like, yeah, I'll buy 500 crates. Bam. Okay. He's maxed out day three of the game. And then here you are trying to play the game as a dad that works 40 or more hours a week and you and you and you can't devote 700 hours to get all of the epic cards <laughs> yeah you know you know and then so your player base is split it's weird um you have grossly overpowered players i mean man just that is not a smooth move guys you would not believe this as you were describing this feeling I reached level three on Fishing Planet, and all over my screen right now is plastered this giant offer to, to to the special edition version of the game with access to awesome fishing destinations and bonus <laughs> points and pieces of candy and 10,000 credits. <laughs> perfect timing. That was pretty glorious. That's perfect timing. What was also interesting was I caught my biggest fish yet, but I think I was over my like license limit or something. And it says uh, you can release this if you don't want to fine or if you're feeling lucky, like you can test it. So you can go into like criminal fish running on this game. <laughs> I think this goes it's so the much GTA deeper. GTA of fishing games. <laughs> so much deeper than I ever would have thought. One fish for spotted bass. They look big on the screen, okay? That's what I'm going by, all right? (laughs) But, um, yeah, so that's what's going on with Battlefront, man. I don't know if you knew any of that, and it was just like, whoa. It's like, no, guys, no. (laughs) Don't, Don't do that. Yeah, um... The battle, the the new Battlefront series has been just fully plugged in to all of like the EA uh, trademark extra transaction gimmicks. Like it, it at every point, it was like, oh yeah, you're you're playing this game based on old old movies on this old series you love. But yes, you, we will get you to pay for everything we possibly can. Yeah, yeah, it's tough, man. I just ignored like every piece of advice it gave me about three new fish. <laughs> I'm gonna walk around for a second. This is fun. I mean, I'm catching stuff. Yeah, it's a good time. We're having fun. This is this is this is a fun experience. So, I wish we had a boat. I know. Maybe they're in here. Maybe it's in the premium edition. But uh, there are boats. Like, there's a if you look at your inventory thing, there's a space that's like boat shaped. Really? Yeah, so. I don't know if we're anywhere close to buying a boat yet. Well, I'm going to look at the store while we're, while we're talking here and see. I am too. There's even a premium shop. God, we found a fine example. Yeah. You're right. Look at the lures tab and tell me like every single thing doesn't sound just terribly racist. Bash jig. Top water lure. <laughs> Shit. 
It's a common jig head. I'm like, what? <laughs> what did you call me? Hey, boy. Would you just... <laughs> Craws and creatures. Like, what do you mean, you people? <laughs> well, interesting. I don't know about where to get the boat. Is it in the premium store? I don't... I think... I think that's what I'm looking at in the inventory screen. Maybe I'm wrong. Like, at the bottom, it just looks like that's a place for a boat down there. Might be this bag. You see this on the uh, shop? And you go to... Road cases? I don't see road cases. So you go... Rod cases. Oh, I'm sorry. What am I talking about? I'm <laughs> retarded. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not any better. I, I'm not <laughs> navigating well here. Anyways, I wonder if it's that rod case. But, um... To, to go into this... Oh, man, I had something I was going to say about this. I wanted to say so bad. Oh, oh, this is a point that I've been meaning to bring up to you about, about the future of gaming. Oh, boy. Are we getting to a spot here to where nice, polished AAA games, do they need to be 80 or $90? Do they need to be? Or do you think that price point? Because, you know, values of things change as, as economies change and different things like that. And gaming has been, like, at that 50 or $60 price point for, man, quite a while. That that does come up from time to time. Every once in a while you'll see a, an article saying, you know, should, should we pay more for games and blah, blah, blah. And my stance on that has been pretty consistent and that is uh you can raise it to sixty dollars you, you can raise it to 70 80 90 100 and wherever you stop i think it's only going to be a matter of time before the publishers of those games go yeah but we could make more if you also added loot boxes like i i don't mm -hmm. think there's any point we can push it that uh publishers at least if not you know just studio heads and stuff like that I think they're always going to try to push for that extra dollar after somebody plays a game they feel bad about and want the extra big gun or <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I I would be hes hesitant to support it for that reason. Yeah. You're right. I think there was a time, uh, 90s, early 2000s, where some games did exceed that normal $60 mark and I don't know exactly what happened I, I think the N64 saw some of that did but I, I don't exactly recall the N64 saw games that were over 60 I'm, bucks I'm sort of trying to guess remember but there were there were systems around that time where you know you, you could score a 70 or 80 dollar game and it might have been launch stuff I'm not sure Huh. But uh, yeah, and I think I think there was some brief like sort of price gouging stuff happening with the Super Nintendo, and I don't think it was Nintendo doing it. I think it was like maybe Capcom. Um, there, I know there was, yeah, there was some controversy when Street Fighter came out because they sort of did the Nintendo thing, where they severely underprinted and then tried to gouge people for uh cuz there there was no eBay so like the actual manufacturers were the eBay scalpers of the day 
And they would go like, well, we have limited supply, so it's $80, you know. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. I see. So, do you think medium-sized development companies that aren't necessarily so plugged into the EA realm, do you think player base shift and the combination of a shift in the way that the development is handled and, and treated could kind of combat this kind of a thing. I think together, both sides of the community that are the actual humans, not the lizard people from the moon. Uh, sure. <laughs> to borrow some uh, Alex Jones stuff. <laughs> Gosh, he yeah. is hilarious, man. I mean, it's just, sorry. I don't the know. gifts alone are, are just stunning. I just, it, I never laugh cry so hard in my life. It's just, anyways. Um, uh, after this, I got to remember to send a, U- a YouTube channel. Um, but anyways, uh, I'm excited. They do like, like edits of him, and it's just co- so comical. Like string it together to make it seem like he's saying stuff that he's not, which is <laughs> crazy because he says insane <laughs> stuff in the first place. Right? So Who needs just, that less than than him? Right? And you could just imagine what they come up with out of it. It's hilarious. But anyways, um. So it's like, you know, I think both sides of the community can kind of come together on this and be like, you know, we'll, we'll, hey, if we release such and such game and then plan to have this content, do you guys want to pay for all of that up front? Or, no, never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind. This is getting into like a weird pre-order. Uh, <laughs> this is how you go down that path of the season pass DLC already. I've already started it. You're rediscovering some of the the old solutions, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think just the good old days of nearly unannounced expansions, or at least in my world it was, you would just walk in and there'd be a green World of Warcraft box, and you'd look at it and be like, uh, or no, no, I'm sorry, it wasn't World of Warcraft then. I'm I'm being an old man and putting words there that weren't there at the time. It was just Warcraft, and you would be like, oh, man, they've got the dark expansion. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to run home and get that installed and get in on that. And it was like there was no plan in my life to have an expansion to that game. It just happened, and it was like, man, that was fun too, you know? not Almost not known. Yeah. For me, it was uh, Command and & Conquer. And oh, yeah. <laughs> those games were all like, eh, you know, y- you were excited about them, but I don't think a lot of people probably buy the, bought those games right at release or anything. Um, so that, like I said, that was another one of those classic, like Walmart finds like, Oh my God, there's, there's more command and conquer to play. Mm-hmm. You know? And then by the time we got a hold of them, I, I would always have to wait till it was on sale. So by the time I got it, it was a minimum of a year old. Yeah, yeah. You that know, was about I mean, the sweet spot. Yeah, at minimum, I say. Because some games stayed... I remember one of the Star Wars games I wanted real bad stayed expensive for too long. I was like, please go beneath 40 bucks. Please. Please yeah. go beneath... For, please, Jedi Knight, you're right there. It's so funny now, finding these sales on Steam where it's like, here's every uh, Command & Conquer game for $3, yeah. you know? It's <laughs> like... If you send us an empty... Uh, a pack of gum <laughs> we'll send you <laughs> it's like you you kids you're you're never going to know what it was like trying to just 
piece this series together from Walmart clearance bins. Yep. 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 Did you ever play the uh, first person shooter that, that they did from the Command and Conquer series? No. I believe it's called Firestorm. I had no idea. Um, it's it's not a good game, but it was sure fun to play at the time. Interesting. And they they toyed with um, they actually toyed I think with a, a multiplayer version of the game that um, you didn't see again until like the Battlefield Two series where they, where they had like commander mode where one player was mostly doing strategy and looking at the top down map and and uh, you know sending supplies and sending out orders and stuff. I freaking love that game concept and not yeah, many games dude. have done it. Because um, a lot of people are, I just want to run around and play Call of Duty. But, like, if one person could be dishing out orders and coordinating stuff, even even the, the small version of it that they do in the modern bat- Battlefield games where there's, like, a squad leader and he's picking out objectives and you get extra points for following that, I think that's so cool. And it's so sad to me that people don't want to, like, embrace that. Yes, and and we've talked about it before. And what I think is neat about you bringing it up is, and I'm so glad you brought this up because I wanted to tell you that that uh, um, that I had a, like an idea for this. I'm pretty sure it was you I talked to about this before. I mean, you, you, it has to be you're the person I talk to the most about cool game concepts. But anyways, um, and it would be like now I understand because I got this game coming out that's PVEVP. <laughs> So it's like really dangerous zombies out there, but then it's also like, and that's the point. Like you have to go get those. You're like a monster hunter, but other guys are also hunting the same monsters, mm-hmm. but they can kill you and you can kill them. And so I'm thinking, man, that's a cool concept, and I think that would work really neat for the RTS slash first person shooter commander type of a thing you're talking about. Because if you had the that element of the AI of the computer controlling um, a large number of the battlefield, and say you had eight uh, commanders versus eight commanders, but it's like you know thirty-two versus thirty-two, it's just that the rest of them are the drones. You know what I mean? That the other guy is deploying the areas or something. You know what I mean? Something like that. Yeah, that would be cool. Because yeah. then it would give. Um, it would give the player that's in the commander thing, making him see all the units he's moving or, you know, something like that. Yeah. And, and I like that kind of stuff too. It's, I, I guess my thing is like, I like playing first person shooters and stuff, but I think what I like most about it is doing just unusual things to outsmart people and all this stuff. Like the actual competition of like who can mash the button the fastest is not that appealing to me. Okay, um, I see. So you're one of the junk rat players that makes I me want to throw my monitor through the wall. I am a notorious junk rat player. <laughs> um, in the Black Ops days, when there was a riot shield, like I became famous for that. I would equip a riot shield and a throwing knife. <laughs> I've seen a the highlight. Fight. It was hilarious. <laughs> that, that highlight and, reel is hilarious. And to this day, I have one of the highest accuracies in that game. Uh, of all time because of how often I could get somebody in my face just blasting into the shield and the second they let up because they had to reload or something I would just boop, hit the knife button just smack them in the forehead <laughs> with the throwing knife and that, there's another one hit kill headshot for me um, the other night actually two nights now I've, I've caught 
awesome videos in the new Call of Duty World War II where there's a map on the USS Texas where if you climb like up the, the ship's uh, gun barrel with a sniper rifle, it's just like a mini game now. Now you're just pelting people from from across the map and stuff. And, and the, they're popping around trying to kill you once they figure it out and they can't do it fast enough because I'm just in this perfect spot and everything. And uh, they people, of course, people hate that. Oh, yeah. But it's like, to me, I'm not the kind of guy to play this game and go like, I'm sick of the snipers or I'm sick of um, this one weapon is too overpowered. Like I, I like to adapt to that kind of stuff and just see how fast I can use it to my advantage or find the next thing, you know, yep. um, because people bitch about that. But the alternative is like you're just trying to out out squeeze the trigger on your controller. And uh, that's fine. But that sure gets boring fast for me. I don't know. I, I could see that the the that that almost bush button mashing kind uh, kind of a thing, and what you're bringing up about you know go to the OP thing, okay, okay, yeah, it's OP. Go be the OP thing and and have an OP battle. Um, see, that's me. Like if we're if we agreed to play this game, and someone found a great method to do it, I'm probably gonna do that. I don't know. It makes sense. Um, and and it's funny you bring that up because I've won a lot of good Overwatch matches that were difficult where you're like, oh my gosh, I can't handle this Reaper. And then you're like, oh, well, I'll I'll play Reaper too then. And then, boom, you come back on the Reaper, countering him with the thing that's over, you know, overpowering you. And, yeah. And, yeah, there you go. It's just like <laughs> fight fire with fire. I love nothing more than... Uh getting an overwatch and finding somebody with like a grab or a gravity thing or, or whatever and shooting it over a pit and making everybody fall down the thing. Like I'm, yes. just, I'm full of stuff like that and it pisses everyone off and that makes it even more fun. Like <laughs> I I have a limit, like I'm not going to cheat, yeah. but I am, I am going to do stupid stuff for fun. You got to, you know? Yeah. You got to. And that's, and that's why, you know, I think that, um, that, shooting experience you're talking about where it's like who saw the guy the fastest and who can click the button the fastest yada yada and that's the kind of vibe you get from like a, a character like soldier in overwatch but like what i think is cool about a game like that is they added those projectile based heroes like hanzo and my favorite zen yeah um, zenyatta and it's like that is a really satisfying gaming experience because it felt like so much skill goes into you being effective when you when you're hurling those projectiles versus the hit scan characters, mm-hmm. you know, that was something that drew me in right away. Like I heard from somebody like, oh, there's this cool Zenyatta character where you can simultaneously, you know, buff and debuff people and shoot little orbs and stuff. And I thought like, oh my god, yes, he's he's like a floating commander. <laughs> here's the guy to focus on. Here's the guy who's getting hurt. You're getting healed. We need to keep you alive. Oh, I love that. He used to be my guy for so so long it's incredible it's he's still my main man it's just when i play overwatch i hear the sounds i smell the smells so to speak and i and i get in there and it's just like i can't help but like that's i i associate that experience with playing zenyatta and yeah yeah it's just so much fun i am having fun branching out and becoming better um i've been able to play with some really 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 high ranking guys like i i ever tell you the story of how i ended up in the lobby with the mandarin chinese guys that i already tell that on the podcast oh yeah when paul was on yeah okay that's right that's right i, I was thinking it happened at some point 
And uh oh nice. And um Got a fish helicopter going here. <laughs> I can see it, it's awesome. And like I get to play those masters and uh ranks and man it was a completely different game. And it's kind of sparked me to want to expand my effectiveness in that game because man, you play with some guys that know on a push and like when you're Reinhardt and your team follows you, man. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's just it's it's cool. I love that game. I love that game because and this is something I try to get a lot of a lot of my buddies to to get on because it's what we harp on is the unpolished nature of games that are just all over the early access titles and it's like um that game is I don't necessarily I'm not keen on it looking like a cartoon all the time. Sometimes I like the a different experience, a different vibe, a little bit of a grittier game. But in the same breath, it's just so well optimized. And when I move, I move, and it doesn't feel like the game killed me. And uh, it's just, I hate that feeling. That's why I don't like playing Player Unknown Battleground. I feel like the game stinking kills me yeah. more than other players. Yeah, and I still haven't played PUBG, but I I did play the uh, the Fortnite equivalent for a while, and and uh, I don't know. It was like it, it was one of these things where it was cool a couple of times, and then there was no real tracking for stats, and there was uh, really no continuity at all. So once I placed in like the top fifteen, I was like, okay, great, this is an experience I've had now. Um, but I haven't tried it since then, so maybe they've improved. Or maybe they're not working on it because they're scared of getting sued, or I don't know. And now, that was Fortnite, correct? Yeah. The Fortnite Battle Royale is still going strong, and I like it a lot better. Um, I understand now, especially after um, us talking about the Blue Hole epic controversy. I understand. I I understand why Blue Hole's upset, but... Uh, I'm not saying their actions are justified, and I would have kept my I would have kept my mouth shut. But they pretty much beat them at their own at their own thing. They just sat there and they're like, "Hey, you guys got a messy, unoptimized game with a cool concept. We're gonna make a little bit of smaller version of it, and it's gonna work. And here's our little twist to it, which is the building the building aspect of that game in a battle royale situation." is super unique and it's super cool because all of a sudden you'll be fighting and then you'll see like a fort going up next to you and you're like, "Uh uh-oh, these guys got sniper rifles and they're making sniper nests in places there aren't sniper nests. And it adds um, that, see, I think you would really enjoy it because it adds that a thing where you're outsmarting players because you can also unlock traps. And we were walking the other day um, on a ridge and, a, and our buddy fell in a trap, and we had to figure out how to bust down the area around it and, and res him. And it was like, it was it was cool, because it was like all of a sudden we're worrying about these guys that were sniping us, and the next thing you know, one of us fell into some traps. And um, it was fun, you know? You got a little more of that, that cat and mouse, like, outsmarting, and it's not just outgunned. Yeah. And then the game's polished. It works. When I jump, the character jumps. When I duck, he ducks. <laughs> it doesn't rubber band me back into the car. That leads me to getting a headshot, which happened, I guess, in China first. And then all of a sudden, it realized that it happened here next. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Oh, what was I going to say? Um, oh, yeah. There, 
this this whole blue hole epic thing is kind of part of a i guess I, what i would call a sad trend in that a lot of indies or you know solo developers this happens a lot in the mobile space but someone will come up with a game like a new type of thing it's innovative it's fun it's cool and the truth is like when games like that catch on now um you don't just have to worry about some some random dude like trying the same thing like straight up ea we bag on ea all day long but i think for the most part they deserve it um (laughs) you know ea will tell one of their mini studios hey download this uh crappy bird game and i need you guys to make a new version of it that we can profit on in the next month and what's that guy going to do? Sue EA. <laughs> right. Uh, th- this kind of thing happens all the time now. Like no idea is really safe, but at the same time, like I think a lot of, um, I think a lot of those small developers are still doing pretty well for themselves. Uh, people know where, where the idea came from first, usually. And at the same time, I guess just as often, Probably not just as often, but uh, every once in a while, those big publishers will go to that person and go like, hey, we'd like to work with you. This is great. So um, I Blue Hole, they sort of acted like this is unheard of. This is unprecedented. We can't believe this is happening and we're going to fight it. Like, of course, this happens all the time. <laughs> and it's it's hard to say who's even really right, because what they did. I'm sorry. It's just. It, it it doesn't really resonate with me as something that was just like deeply evil and deeply obviously wrong. They just they wanted to make a game in that neighborhood, and you can't really stop that. I mean, it's just like it's just like um, the horror movie genres. You know, how many movies you got that fit this exact same archetype? It's just reskinned, and yeah. it's got a bit of a different production vibe, and it has a unique twist to it. This one's in space. Uh, same story in space number four. You know, right? And it, yeah. It's like, it's like it's okay. I get you. It made total sense. Your point was excellent. You know, it it, it happens, and I just think the thing that the reason, um, Blue Hole did what they did is because it it was it's a big threat to him because the game stinking works. And yeah, and that's why I think if it was also unoptimized, I'd venture to guess that you wouldn't hear a peep out of them. But because it's unoptimized, well, here you go. I think that's a big part of it. It's like, we need more time. Our game's not really working right. And, you know, we want you to stop this. But if if they would put out a game when it's done and ready and when it's ready to compete, like, this wouldn't be as big a deal. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, I'm I'm not really interested in playing Player Unknown in for a while until it gets more polished um because of Fortnite, we we had a blast once we figured out Fortnite. me and my buddies were in there and you know winning matches and just having a blast you know and and i don't say stuff like this too often but i don't think PUBG is deep enough for its price point like i i think it's a little steep for what it is how much is it isn't it like I thought it was like 30 bucks or more something like that. I'm going to look right now while we're talking. I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah, tell me if I'm wrong. I will I will happily change my tune, but 
No, I, I thirty bucks. So I'm I'm not not really into that. Oh, I I apparently reviewed this on Steam. I gave it a thumbs down, and Uh-oh. I said this game runs like a guy with no legs. <laughs> Subtle. <laughs> that, that, that's the best I could sum it up. <laughs> and it's a shame because I do want to see that guy succeed. I harp on it a lot, but you look at his story. I want that guy to succeed, man. He's got this. He's had this baby for so long that he's been nurturing. You know. Yeah, it's clear he's a hardworking guy. Um, I I'm interested in seeing him catch a break, but. <laughs> I'd like like to see some of that um, some of that positive attitude remain, and I I'm not sure we're seeing that right now. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Because I mean, man, and when you look at how many congruent players they have, it's like staggering. Oh yeah, it's it's like top dog every once in a while, right? Oh man, like almost always now. Let me let me tell you that player. Unknown peak. I don't even know what to look like. Steam charts. Average last thirty days. Average players one million one hundred and eighty-three thousand. In how long would you say your average play session was on that game? The way we play. Me and my buddies, 40, 45 minutes. Even that is not excessively long for most games. And you yourself will play Overwatch for nine days straight. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> nine days straight in an evening. <laughs> and, and that night, yes. Um, I, just, I just think for what it is, once you've gotten a few good games in, yeah, it's like, where do you go from there? Um, so for me, that's like an interesting game. It's almost like Five Nights at Freddy's. Like, okay, that was fun. Uh, now I've had the jump scare thing three times now, and and now I want to go have dinner, or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's not a super long player for me. It's it's like this is I will sum it up for you, having put thirty hours into it because my buddies like it so much. Um, I but I think they're starting to really not now that it's just like okay, what's going on, guys? You know, you had nine. 186,000 people playing an hour ago. Uh, that equals a lot of money. <laughs> right. Uh, the game isn't working. Uh, <laughs> and so, like, our average rounds go like this. We either jump into an area where there's a bunch of guys on purpose and get killed by some rubber banding effect. Last time we played, Casey got shot behind a wall because when he was in front of the door, he got shot. But it didn't register with him, and it didn't kill him until he was behind a wall, and he was like, uh, what? (laughs) And and it happened to Dr. Disrespect recently, too, and he lost his mind on stream. It was hilarious. But um, um, either that or will happen, and then, okay, that was like 10-minute experience. Go back in the lobby, and then let's try to win this one. And we'll run around for like 20 minutes, grabbing a gear, won't see anybody forever won't see anybody forever then all of a sudden there'll be a glitch and we'll run the car into a pole in the middle of the road that we normally can drive through but this time it decides to blow us all up and then it was like great so we looted and we got killed by a glitch and yeah 
It's just that's the formula right now for that game. And that's what I was getting at earlier. Where it's like I feel like that game, the game, the brokenness of that game kills me more than I get outskilled. And it's like, man, I shouldn't ever feel that way playing a game. Yeah, I've I've been thinking that recently about the Nintendo Switch controllers. And I know there are a few different options for controllers, but like I'll even just playing Mario Kart and that takes like no skill whatsoever. Um, I, I find myself like, oh, I didn't I wasn't able to drop that banana shell in the you know red turtles way. Uh, banana in the red turtle shells way. Pardon me. <laughs> because because I pushed my finger against this thing, but it didn't click. It's like, well, that's a bad experience. And uh, it's not my fault. Now I'm kind of pissed. But um <clears throat> I, I just need one of those pro controllers or whatever. The controllers are so damn expensive. Like the pro controller thing is 50 or 60 bucks. If you get the official branded one or whatever. Wow. That stuff is all, yeah, just through the roof. It's crazy. Wow. That's unbelievable, dude. Yeah. 50 or 60 bucks for the controller. Yeah, it's, it's up there. Yeah. Wow. And it's not even new. Like, the, the Pro Controller has been around since the Wii days. But if you want the Xbox One controller, as you know, those are also a, a good 50 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, in all honesty, I do. I will have to be fair to admit that. So, okay, I guess. That's what that's what Nintendo's got going on. It makes sense. It's, it seems to be the going, the going rate. But wait a they minute. They love charging money. Isn't that game I mean, does it doesn't that system isn't it a controller essentially? So why isn't it just work? They So the the Switch situation, if you're not familiar, it's two small handheld controllers that can fit together in a few different ways. Um one is you can just hold the things in your two hands and play it um however you like you can take one of them and play a game that way and that's designed that way so you can hand the other one to a friend and they can play with you mm. for that purpose um if you do that the actual slider that attaches it to the system or to the um the controller handle if you're if you're just hanging out at home it leaves a slider up top where the shoulder buttons are so um it's sort of a weird feeling in your hand. So they ship those with these two little strips that are kind of like the tops of controllers that you can plug in to make the, the small half controllers a little more comfortable in your hands. And if you want to just bypass all of that, then you can go out and buy the thing that looks a lot more like the Xbox controller. And that one will set you back 50 bucks. So, mm. but sort of everything on the switch controllers themselves are built around portability and, flexibility so you can play them like four or five different ways the only problem is none of those ways are comfortable <laughs> so, um yeah i mean that's been my experience so far i haven't gotten to play with mine too much i've taken it with me every time i've traveled since i got it which is nice um i don't i don't do a lot of stuff on planes because i'm sort of a anxious flyer but um in, in hotels it's great you know in the car i'm sure it's wonderful so you just have it. It's you have to put other things convenience over comfort. I would say. Hmm. I see. Okay. 
but the games are cool. What games they actually have They're you know, switches up to like five cool games now. <laughs> nice. So, I mean, Nintendo it, seems like they can get away with that though. Or other, um, companies and development stuff they just they can't quite pull that off the same as nintendo can seem to have like a handful of like must-have games that just drive so many people over there yeah getting away with stuff is exactly how i would describe nintendo's business model at this point yeah they're i I wouldn't say they're i'm sure they would say they're innovating i don't i don't find what they're doing incredibly innovative and i certainly don't find their catalog impressive at all yeah this stuff this stuff of like this mario odyssey game like people are freaking out about it i look into it and it's like this is pretty much mario recreated in like the unreal engine or something Mm. it's like oh look at mario run around new york city who who wants to do that why is that compelling i don't know mario can ride a dinosaur okay (laughs) trying to rebirth him i guess for a generation where it seems to me like they might be setting the stage to have mario minecraft oh boy yep they're gonna send a hitman after you because you figured it out (laughs) so they're not gonna do what kfc did and send me an awesome painting (laughs) no they're gonna have you killed (laughs) they're just gonna kennedy me (laughs) yeah Oh man. Um it's just funny to me cuz when the Nintendo 64 came out they did exactly the right thing. They went, "Okay, we've got this really impressive 3D now, which we realize now was not that impressive." Mm-hmm. But they go, "We could make this really great um 3D version of Mario in the spirit of Mario." And I don't know where that idea went cuz that was one of the most popular video games of all time. Oh my gosh, it's so near and dear to me, man. I don't know if and, I've played through a game from start to finish more than that one. Yeah, and and this this is their big like sort of Mario debut on the Switch and they have to know that this Mario Odyssey thing is not going down in the history books the way Mario 64 did. Like why take such a drastically different approach? I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, why not make Mario Breath of the Koopa? <laughs> I mean, that game would crush. I would love that. Mario Skyrim, yeah. Yeah, that game would crush. Skyrio. But but I'm wondering if they're going to do like a a big Minecraft world. And I guess that's essentially what we're getting at when we're talking about it like that. But maybe not quite as as Minecraft-y as I I looked at it and was like, man, I don't know. It just seems fishy. It's not a bad theory. They may be trying to sort of set the stage for um, just the ultimate all-video game killer that is just like some some version of Minecraft where <laughs> you can use all these beloved Nintendo characters to build until, you know, your parents send you away to military school. <laughs> That's hilarious. I guess we should sort of wrap it up. We've been at it already for some time. Yeah, it's been going a while, man. Once you get fishing. I know. This is what our our dad's always talked about. Oh, you disappeared. You're invisible now. Yep, I I actually just clicked close because I had a lot of really good fish I wanted to cash out. (laughs) Is that how it works? 
I think so. I think if you go into your fishing day by saying leave, then it will cash your thing out or whatever. Okay. Because I, I let every single fish go but one. <laughs> I kept the big dollar ones, and I had enough of them sitting in there that where I wasn't catching anything that was beating them, so I just decided to cash them in. I only kept one fish. I made $16. <laughs> <laughs> so now we know I'm never going to play this again. <laughs> oh, what a fantastic end to this. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk about more relevant stuff next time yeah. when um, I, I hate to speak out of turn, but I, I dare say we will drive some trucks next week. Yes. I'm very excited. Yes, absolutely. All right, man. We will do this again next time. Yeah. Until then. <laughs>